0: Good afternoon. This is the Tomorrow Christian Today, reading numbers eight in the NLT. But first and always we pray. Dear Lord, thank you for your son. Thank you for a living God, a living savior, a living friend, a living intercessor between us and yourself, Lord, who has wiped away our sins, Lord, and has killed death by his death. And so death killed death, but death killed itself. So Lord, just like my mother's cancer took over her body and it killed her, but in her moment of death, she killed death, so death kills itself. And our Savior, Lord, became death for us, became sin for us, who knew no sin, that he might become the righteousness, that we might become the righteousness of Christ in you, Father, and because of what he did, he killed death. Thank you so much thank you for church thank you for a great church family thank you for more church to come thank you thank you thank you help us to be passionate lord just excited about you excited about church excited about reading your word just take us to warp lord take us help us to go nuclear in the holy spirit lord i pray thank you lord love you amen my friends my pastor pastor brad was like amazing today he talked about ephesians 3 1 to 13 and he was talking about Paul, you know, Paul had was saying these verses, you know, it was a, a bit of a detour in Paul's thinking before he got to verse 14. There's a lot of ugliness going on in the world, you know, between Israel and Ishmael or between the two sons of Abraham. And it really kind of shows, um, you know, the ugliness of human nature. But yet it's God. God has a purpose in history. You know, and the thing is that um, in the verses that he did today in Ephesians, he said, the mystery of history is the uniting of all people in Christ forever. We're all one in Christ. We've been made one. You know, that's our destiny, to be made one. You know, Abraham was supposed to inherit the world through faith and that Abraham and Christ coming from Abraham was supposed to unite the world. That's our destiny. And everything is gonna be put back together again. And we can see that it's coming apart, but we know that our creator puts things back together. And our past pastor Brad talked about creation, rebellion, redemption, restoration, creation, rebellion, redemption, restoration. That's what our God does. We broke it and he's going to fix it. You know, Paul was a murderer. Paul was killing Christians and then he becomes a missionary because as a Christian, he's being persecuted, you know, as a, as a, as a, a murderer of Christians, he he's a slanderer. He's, just like my former church, slander Jesus, slander Jesus' followers. And I just see that so clearly now, and I just beg you folks. You know, it's good to be disciplined. It's good, but when that becomes your corporate righteousness about Saturday or Sunday or some hermeneutic, that's all, your, that's all your roof is. That's not Jesus. Je, to know Jesus and to know, his, to know his spirit, to have that spirit implanted in you, to have your heart transformed and to know our God, that's friends with Jesus. And he said, you know, when we're friends with Jesus, we're welcome in our Father's house. You are welcome because Jesus is your Savior. I just praise the Lord. You know, I was coming along today and I thought, I'm going to go get a treat. And you know what happened I had the parking lot? You know what I found in the parking lot? I found a lemon. I'm not saying God makes lemonade out of lemons. Well, God will get you a lemon. I've never found a lemon in the parking lot. Okay, I can cross that off my bucket list. I drove in and there was this lemon. I I had to have this lemon. It was just lying on the parking lot. Never found a lemon before. If another car had driven up to get my lemon, I would have fought them to the death. (laughs) I am very blessed because of all the people that I know today and probably in the whole world, or probably all the people that I know in the whole world, Nobody, and I mean nobody, has found a lemon in a parking lot except yours truly. And when I drove out of my parking lot today to go to church, you know how much gas I had in my gas tank? 144 kilometers left of gas. One, four, four. Huh? What do you think about that? Are you impressed? I know you're impressed. Okay, the Lord is going to impress you, not with me. He's going to impress upon you himself. Just sit tight and wait. Let's read Numbers 8. Preparing the lamps, the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron the following instructions. When you set up the seven lamps in the lampstand, place them so their light shines forward in front of the lampstand. So Aaron did this. He set up the seven lamps so they reflected their light forward just as the Lord had commanded Moses. The light is forward reflected. Interesting, to go forward. Right to walk according to the little lamp, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Isn't there a song? Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning, burning, burn, burn. Give me oil in my lamp. I pray, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning, burning, burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. Sorry for my bad singing. I just had to do that. The entire lampstand from its base to its Decorative blossoms was made of beaten gold. It was built according to the exact design the Lord had shown Moses. I remember an actor played Moses and he called Moses a psychopath. And he said, Moses is like ruling all these people and telling these people what to do. And the Bible is saying that the Lord is showing Moses all of these things. Moses was meek and humble. And he was obviously not a stupid person. But the Lord is the one showing him all these things. The Lord is revealing to Moses. I mean, we can call, you know, the, the Ten Commandments or we can call the entire um torah we can call it the books of moses or the law of god or the law of moses but it's it's god speaking to moses through the holy spirit and we just read where it says that moses spoke to god through the um the mercy seat between the two cherubims moses is saying that god is speaking to him now i know somebody's going to say well that's just moses hearing voices and moses is saying that the mercy seat is speaking to him he's saying that it's god speaking to him it's really you know people are always going to say stuff about god they're always going to say nonsense about God. Who are you going to believe? Those people? Little human beings who haven't even lived a hundred years on the planet? Are you going to believe the Almighty God? Are you going to believe the Jewish people from reading the Torah? I mean, everybody knows, even people who are not believers, the Jewish people um, have some kind of supernatural gift. A lot of people will say, well, some kind of conspiracy, the Jews have got the whole world in in their control. Really? How did they do this? How did this little ragtag bunch of people take over the whole world? Didn't God say to them, I'm going to lead you, um, not because you were great in number, you were small in number, but, but God said, through you, I'm going to bring honor to my name because what God promises something he delivers. Okay, God married Israel, and God did not divorce Israel. Israel divorced God but God still gives them his blessings. The Levites dedicated. Then the Lord said to Moses, now set the Levites apart from the rest of the people of Israel and make them ceremonially clean. Do this by sprinkling them with the water of purification and have them shave their entire body and wash their clothing. Then they will be ceremonially clean. Have them bring a young bull and a grain offering of choice, flour moistened with olive oil along with a second bull." For a sin offering, then assemble the whole community of Israel, and present the Levites at the entrance of the tabernacle. When you present the Levites before the Lord, the people of Israel must lay hands on them. Raising his hands, Aaron must then present the Levites to the Lord as a special offering from the people of Israel, thus dedicating them to the Lord's service. I mean, we've had baby baby dedications um, in the Baptist Church. And certainly there has been uh, dedications where people lay their hands on the minister because he's going to embark to be a minister and he's going he's dedicated to Lord's service to be the servant of God right and that's what we all are we're all in the service of God we're all Christians we're all priests we're all part of a royal priesthood and to be royal is not to be arrogant and proud and um, narcissistic but it's to be humble and meek and teachable and to be able to teach people what we get from Jesus. We're all sitting at the feet of Jesus. Even Jesus said to uh, Martha, he said, Martha, Martha, your sister has chosen that which is greater to listen to me, put down what you're doing, put down and listen to what I'm saying because Jesus was expounding the wisdom of God to the two sisters, to anybody who was present who wants to listen, do you want to listen? I want to listen, I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. It's all in the scripture. God is speaking to us through his word. He's speaking to me and he's speaking to you. We may not have the same speakings, but the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, right? This is what really happened in Numbers, but you can see there's just so many patterns in the Bible, so many little things that are in the Bible. God is telling us over and over and over and over again that he's there, that he's with us, that he's coming, that he's trying to build us back up, that god is for us if god is for you who can be against you raising his hands aaron must then present the levites to the lord as a special offering from the people of israel thus dedicating them to the lord's service you have been dedicated you have been dedicated you are passionate you are in god's service in the service of the king god is the king jesus is the king the holy spirit is the king Next, the Levites will lay their hands on the heads of the young bulls, present one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering to the Lord to purify the Levites and make them right with the Lord. Isn't that what Jesus is doing for us? He's making us right with God. We can stand in the presence of God because we have Jesus purifying us, sanctifying us, taking away our sins, making us pure in front of God, our Father. We are welcome in our Father's house because we love His Son and we bow before His Son. His Son is our Savior and our King our consecrator and our sanctifier and our justifier. Then have the Levites stand in front of Aaron and his sons and raise your hands and present them as a special offering to the Lord. Raise your hands to the Lord and worship and praise. That's what we did today. Absolutely loved it. Great songs. Love the songs. Really do. I have no problems with hymns, though. You know, um, I think we should always be singing hymns, but we sung praise songs, and I think that's good. And I think it should be a blend and a balance. Don't ever forget the hymns, that's our foundation of our faith, but also the praise songs too. A lot of talented people in the Christian church writing songs for God. God gives them the talent for them to write those songs. And some of them are, they're pretty good, very catchy. After this, they may go into the tabernacle to do their work because you have purified them and presented them as a special offering. We've been purified. We're an offering to God, and now that offering is going to do something. We're a sweet incense to the Lord our God. Of all the people of Israel, the Levites are reserved for me. We've been reserved for God. You are reserved. I have claimed them for myself in place of all the firstborn sons of the Israelites. I have taken the Levites as their substitutes. For all the firstborn males among the people of Israel are mine, both of people and of animals. I set them apart for myself on the day I struck down all the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. God loves all the races. God is trying to, as the pastor said, build a family between Jews and Gentiles. It's we are all one under Christ. Christ is our savior. Christ is our intercessor. But he's also, um, he's not ashamed to call us brother. Yes, I have claimed the Levites in place of all the firstborn sons of Israel. And of all the Israelites, I have assigned the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They will serve in the tabernacle on behalf of the Israelites and make sacrifices to purify the people. So no plague will strike them when they approach the sanctuary. Well, now we're the sanctuary. God is is purifying us. Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and you were bought with a price. You are valuable to God. Your health is valuable to God. Your diet is valuable to God. It's not, it's not, the, uh, it's not uh, the roof of your righteousness. That's not your righteousness. Your righteousness is Christ, but Christ flows down and then everything else becomes purified and holy. Your health, your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, and your spiritual head. And spiritual health is under the spiritual head of Christ our Lord glory to God verse 20 so Moses Aaron and the whole community of Israel dedicated the Levites carefully following all the Lord's instructions to Moses the Levites purified themselves from sin and washed their clothes and Aaron lifted them up and presented them to the Lord as a special offering he then offered a sacrifice to purify them and make them right with the Lord we're being purified your life is an offering to God God will give you the strength to take things out of your life that is sinful and bad. We don't have the strength to fight against sin. Sin overcomes us. It's waiting at the door, as God said to Cain in Genesis 4. It's waiting at the door to pounce you. But the thing is, pounce on you. But God will give us the strength to fight back and overcome sin. After that, the Levites went to the tabernacle to perform their duties, assisting Aaron and his sons. So they carried out all the commands the Lord gave Moses concerning the Levites. The Lord also instructed Moses, this is the rule the Levites must follow. They must begin serving in the tabernacle at the age of 25 and they must retire at the age of 50. I'm not really sure about the ages, maybe by that time you were old, I'm really not sure. 25 years, one generation. After retirement, they may assist their fellow Levites by serving as guards at the tabernacle, but they may not officiate in the service. This is how you must assign duties to the Levites. God said it. I don't really understand it, but it settles it for me. And we're, we're all in the service of God, no matter what our age is. Remember the Bible says, Remember now that I created in the days of thy youth, when thy evil days cut, draw not, nor the years come nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. The time is now, whether you're young, old, or somewhere in between. I'm middle-aged. A middle-aged person is a very a young, old person, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your body is. There's a lady in the church, she's 99 years old, and I said, you know what, your soul is immortal. And she laughed. She has a really nice attitude, very nice person. She's 99 years old, and she absolutely loves church. This is what church is. It's an absolute love for god that's she could i can just i feel the i feel her as he passes um by me just the absolute joy that she has just being there and listening to the music that's what god is it's joy and peace and it's perfection it's holiness it's sanctification it's eternal it's immortal it's connections the world cannot give you any of those things this world is fraying apart god is uniting us bringing us back together i just i'm just so I'm thrilled about that. Let's always have our passion and our excitement for God. Thanks for listening. I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. God bless you all.